0: Hey y'all, it's Crystal, and it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters,
1: true crime shit. Hey y'all, it's been a minute. We back y'all. <laughs> guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> um, it's us. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Guess, right, in case you didn't know, what you pushed play on on your phone or whatever. Yeah, we're but back. Yeah, we're 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 back.
0: All the the baseball slash. School slash everything else is basically settling down, so yeah, we're here. We're gonna start doing more cases.
1: Yes, we are back from our much-needed break. Um, I want to take a little time to thank all of our wonderful listeners for being so amazingly understanding and awesome and, and patient. very patient.
0: We've gotten right. We've gotten so many. Um, really sweet emails and even still yes. gotten some you know requests for cases and stuff when we come back so um we do appreciate all of our listeners and love that you guys love to listen to us so much that you missed us during the break
1: <laughs> we just love you and love love
0: <laughs> <laughs> so much love <laughs> so, yes
1: thanks for all those good vibes and all that stuff and it's just great to know that we have such an amazing group of people supporting us yeah so thanks y'all anyways that being said we're back it's been a minute I don't know if I know how to do this again so this might be a little (laughs) I was like where's the record button when we first started (laughs) also Crystal
0: totally took Benadryl before this I did she may pass out in the
1: middle of it (laughs) and it's my case so that won't be awkward for everyone listening
0: um yeah yeah,
1: I've got some kind of very annoying and painful something on my arm like a cellulitis type thing or something but it was itching like crazy so I just took some Benadryl probably an hour and a half ago which was great timing for this recording I think which
0: also she shouldn't (laughs) have been doing because she was driving
1: (laughs) I just went to the Dollar General real quick it's fine it's right down the road yeah no I um started setting all my stuff up to record and I was like feeling a little sleepy this should be interesting so we'll see how this goes (laughs) also um I'm going to let you guys know, Sam, I researched this case, like during our little break and it's been a minute. So while I'm telling the story, I'm going to be just as shocked as all of (laughs) y'all because I have a terrible memory. So I don't even remember what this is about.
0: (laughs) See, and I'm the opposite. If I do a case, like I will, I have a really weird, like photographic type memory though. I remember so much stuff like in detail. So I've, can research a case and then it'll live with me for the rest of my life
1: so I'm the opposite I'm Dory from Finding Nemo I suffer from short term memory loss (laughs) it's so the only thing that I can remember is like song lyrics from songs like 30 years ago and like Mm. that's it
0: I remember everything you can ask my husband he gets away with nothing (laughs) we'll be in the middle of like a heavy discussion or something and I'll be like oh yeah well I remember what you did on July 12th 2006 (laughs) oh no and I'll no. bring it up. And he's like, What? I don't I don't remember that at all. I'm like, Yeah, you don't,
1: but I do. Girl, you cry. You cry. On a whole nother level. <laughs> all right. So I guess guess we should go ahead and get into it since it's been a minute. Everybody's just waiting yep. to hear the case. Let's get into it. Haven't said that in a minute. Felt nice. It felt good coming off the tongue. <laughs> all right. So this week I am gonna get into just an all around gross ass human. So yeah, this guy that I don't remember, but I wrote in here, I said I'm telling you this guy is literally the worst. Today we are talking about Arthur Shawcross, aka the Genesee River Killer. I haven't heard okay. this one. So let's get into Arthur. Arthur was born June 6, 1945 in Kittery, Maine. He was the oldest of four children born to Arthur Rowe Ro- Arthur Roy Shawcross and Elizabeth Bessie, Betty, Eurex, Chakroth. Oh,
0: that's a long name.
1: Well, her name was Elizabeth, but she would go by Bessie sometimes and sometimes by Betty. Oh, okay. Yeah. That That was confusing the way I read
0: that. (laughs) But I was also thinking like, who would name their child Elizabeth, Bessie, and Betty all together? (laughs) Some people nowadays, have you seen some
1: of these names, I mean, we've talked about... (laughs) So from a young age arthur had all the makings of a serial killer he was a frequent bedwetter throughout his childhood um he was a known pathological liar he had a below average iq and was intellectually borderline disabled when he was still pretty young his family moved to watertown new york and this is when the problems really started to happen So as a small child, he was described as like a very awkward and shy child, which made it very difficult for him to make friends. So as he got a little older, his personality changed from awkward and shy to like aggressive. And so he would later be described by others as like a straight up bully. He would have these crazy, uncontrolled, violent outbursts. And later in life, Arthur goes on to do an interview explaining like the cause of his terrible behavior. And he claims that from a young age starting around like the age of seven ish he was sexually abused by his mother and his aunt and, and this is just his claims i was and, gonna like, say like did that ever
0: come to actual light though like was it true or was right. he just using that is an excuse you know like ted bundy most and likely
1: most <laughs> likely because he was known as like a pathological liar like all his life um but he like went into detail he claimed that his mother would like sodomize him his aunt oh. would perform oral sex on him. Like he went into all this this info. He even said that when he was in junior high, he and his sister had sexual relations. Now his whole did, did family she ever come back and be like, "That's not true." His whole family said there was never any form of abuse on him. Like none of this yeah. happened. This makes just straight really, up
0: stories. I was gonna say it makes it really hard to believe any serial killer when they right, claim things right. like that. That's why I was
1: like, mm. yeah. So we don't know. It, we've got his family is just like straight up denying it but also his story changed a little bit every time he told it oh so, so that yeah, that makes me lie. think more than just making it all up right, right. So,
0: so he's a liar because he couldn't remember
1: his <laughs> lies right he just, <laughs> he just kept fucking him up and changing it so i don't think mm-hmm. i don't think it really happened when you put together the combination of his low iq his awkward slash violent behaviors um school just ended up being too much for him with all that so he ended up dropping out, and at the age of 19, he enlisted in the army. In 1967, at the age of 21, he was drafted and sent to Vietnam, and it was Vietnam, Vietnam. You can pronounce it either way. <laughs> I know. Everybody says it different ways. In my head, both ways sound right, so I don't know. <laughs> it was. It's,
0: um... it's, it's just like people say tomato, and some say tomato. Which is weird. Totally wrong.
1: (laughs) Right. Tomato.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or the whole controversial caramel and caramel.
1: I mean it's clearly like it's
0: caramel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or or pecan and pecan. It's pecan. pecan. It's
1: pecan. (laughs) Everybody else is wrong. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's some offended people listening right now that say it the other way.
0: <laughs> it's it's totally okay. I, I mean, I know somebody that says tomato and not tomato, and it
1: drives me insane. But I mean, I know somebody that says jalapeno, and that drives me insane. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. There's an inye and. in there. <laughs> Anyways, I go for some jalapenos. All right. Um... Is, I'm white. <laughs> I am white. So, okay. So he was sent to Vietnam Nam and it was at this time that he divorced his first wife because somehow he was married already and completely gave up his parental rights to their 18 month old son that he had, which was probably the best case scenario for this wife, ex-wife. I
0: was going to say, I I feel like that woman dodged a bullet.
1: Right. Right. Like she dodged
0: an entire world of chaos. Could have been much worse if he had mm-hmm. stuck around longer
1: it could have yeah for sure so we've got an already unstable and violent man headed to vietnam um, so that's not ideal um i don't know if you remembered when we talked about richard ramirez and his cousin who had gone to war and yeah, how his cousin had told the stories about how he used that time to just like straight up torture people and murder yes yeah so i feel like there should have been better screening process for that but whatever i mean they really did just- anybody but they needed people I, know. I was gonna
0: say <laughs> I mean you've got to think about it even way back before then too where it was your firstborn son no matter what was required right. to be enlisted and if you didn't yeah. have a firstborn son and you only had a daughter then your husband was right. required to be enlisted so like it was no matter what
1: yeah no bad news bad news bears for all these unstable people go in there and unfortunately Um, even today they may go in
0: stable but they come out unstable ptsd is really bad i know it's
1: awful but those people don't go in with the mindset of i'm going to torture and murder as many people as i can
0: no but they come out violent sometimes sometimes yeah and we've seen so many you know mass murder slash suicide Right. From things like that. So, I mean, unfortunately, but in this case, I doubt he went in
1: stable, so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Arthur has said that during his time in um, Vietnam, he raped and killed and then ate two Vietnamese girls. Oh, my God. While he was on a combat mission, right? Now, I will say there's no actual proof of this. But there's proof that he absolutely lied about his time there. So if you ask him, he's going to say that he had a combat kill number of 39. Well, when investigating him, authorities would reveal that he actually killed zero people during combat tour. But he stands by what he says. He's like, I killed so many people. I tortured these people. I ate people. I raped people. But, like, their record is, like, he had zero kills. Also, why would you want to lie about that? Right. It's a weird fucking flex, bro, right? Like, why? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) That's not...
0: You just, instead of, like, making people, oh, wow, you did so good. They're like, ew, you went too far, bro.
1: (laughs) You took it just a step, like, several steps too far, actually. But, (laughs) yes, please take a seat. So, he goes to Vietnam now. He either kills or doesn't kill several or zero people. We don't know. Right. After the war, Arthur was stationed at Fort Sill in Lawton, Oklahoma. And there he worked as an armorer. So, he married for a second time. But just like his first marriage, this one also ended a divorce. But how do you
0: convince somebody that you're stable know. enough to marry them? I don't know.
1: Okay. So he was actually married a total of four times.
0: Like I just don't understand was he actually charming or did he lie his way? I feel like I would be able to see right through and the he's type not, of person he's.
1: He's not a cute guy. I'm here to tell so you. So
0: again, like
1: it had to be super speak- charming do they speak english i don't know i I mean i don't know i feel like one of their one of them was named linda or something like that so probably right right. so but all four of those marriages ended up ending in divorce due to his angry and violent tendencies. so that's cool um after being discharged from the army and his second divorce arthur moved back to new york he began committing crimes here and there like most of them involving arson and burglary and eventually all this caught up to him and he was given a five-year sentence at Attica Correctional Facility. Now in October of 1971, after serving 22 months, so not quite two years of his five-year sentence, he was granted an early release. Hmm. So once he was free, he returned to his hometown of Watertown. It's not really, well, I guess it's his hometown. Cause they moved there when he was young. Yeah. Yeah. Of Watertown, New York. Um, he got a job at the public works department and got married for the third time so this is when arthur would commit his first known murder on may i gotta say also i'm starting to remember this now and, and he's a gross guy so <laughs> on may 7th 1972 he abducted his neighbor's son 10 year old jack owen blake i don't know why i took a pause <laughs> it's it like says jack owen on one line and then down is blake on the next oh. line <laughs> i was like So which one is it? Jack Owen or is it Blake?
0: Jack Jack Owen Blake. Blake.
1: Yes. So Arthur lured him into a wooded area nearby. He then proceeded to suffocate him and perform acts of necrophilia on the little boy's body. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Sadly, it would be four months before Jack's body was found in that wooded area. And when he was found, investigators were mortified to discover that the boy's genitals had been bitten off. Yeah, he's he's gross. When police initially started digging into Jack's disappearance and, like, questioning family members, Arthur's name actually came up as someone to look into. So it turned out that Arthur had actually been the last person to see him before his disappearance because he had taken Jack out to go fishing with him. He literally was the last one seen with him like that right there for one is a red flag too what I'm sorry
0: but I understand some people are like oh your neighbor's a good person sure you can go fishing with them I guess I'm a helicopter parent because if my neighbor was like hey we're gonna go fishing um we thought we'd ask and see if maybe you know your kids wanted to come I'd be like no (laughs) <laughs> right yeah no i'm ins- i'm absolutely an insane helicopter mom and and i could know you for 15 years and i'm still gonna be like well sure we can all go
1: right like you, danielle <laughs> she's 13 her best friend has spent the night over here a hundred times last friday is the first time we've ever let her spend the night over there no I, i'm with because you because we're insane <laughs> we've known these people for years we're just like and they let their daughter come over I'm just like, it terrifies me. The world is scary when it It comes to your
0: kids. So so you never know what is behind closed doors. Right. They could be the sweetest family in the world. Mm -hmm. You could know them your entire life. And then one day they're on the freaking news for killing 15 families. You just Mm
1: -hmm. don't know. It's crazy. So, When he was questioned about this, Arthur straight up denied everything. He denied knowing Jack was missing. He denied taking him fishing. So we got the victim's family saying that Arthur took Jack fishing with him. And the next thing they know, Jack is missing. Then we got Arthur over here, someone with a criminal background and violent lying tendencies saying, no, I didn't. Why would we not look into this more? Also,
0: why would you say, no, I didn't, when his parents were like, yes, you did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, no. He's like, no, didn't do it. Uh, bitch, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be on the news for, like, a missing child's mother, straight-up murdered lying neighbor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, four months after Jack's disapp- disappearance and just a few days before his body was found, the body of eight-year-old Karen Ann Hill was discovered under a bridge. Karen had just been visiting Watertown with her mother for Labor Day weekend when she suddenly went missing. Um, When her body was found, it was discovered that Karen had been raped and murdered, and there was mud leaves and other debris that had been shoved down her throat. So neighbors told police they recalled seeing Arthur and a young girl near the bridge area that she was found. Again, why? Why? Thank you. you. Why?
0: To me, detective work. Come on, guys. Right. Like, this falls on, I'm sorry, but this is going to fall on that fucking department. If he has been brought up in multiple murder suspect cases, there's small a small children. Right. Not just but, that, but you should never. If you're brought up once, that's one problem. But if you're brought up twice.
1: Right. Well, the You issue better do your job. With this one is what Karen's body was found right before Jack's body was found. So his name hadn't been brought up yet. This is the first time.
0: So, when, But it doesn't matter. I'm saying. Right. Still. So
1: when Jack's body was found and he was brought up and he was like, no, I didn't. They should have looked into him. Like, what are you doing? Well, mm-hmm. oh,
0: he said no. So. Right. <laughs> it must be true.
1: Right. And then they, um, they, they think a little bit more and they're like, well, you know, these are really connected. So let's bring him back in for questioning. You know, he said no, but let's just, let's just push it. So they bring him back in and he just ends up confessing. Like just straight up. is like, okay, I did it. I murdered both Karen and Jack. Okay. so he confessed to both karen and jack's murders but in october of 1972 arthur took a plea bargain and pled guilty to first degree manslaughter of the second victim karen and was sentenced to an indeterminate term with a maximum of 25 years now in order to get this deal his lawyers had argued other than his confession there was no direct evidence linking him to jack's murder and it could be argued that Arthur was just under extreme emotional disturbance, which caused him to confess to, to that murder. Also, so basically, in order to get the plea bargain, he, they were like, no, he didn't, he didn't kill Jack, just, just care.
0: To be Jack's
1: mother, right? So Arthur only ended up serving fifteen years of that twenty-five year sentence because inexperienced prison staff and social workers on his case concluded that Arthur was no longer dangerous, despite the warnings of multiple psychiatrists that assessed him and declared him as a schizoid psychopath (laughs) so psychiatrists were like guys this dude's mentally unstable he's a known pathological liar he literally confessed to murdering two small children like he should definitely not be released back into general public and basically the new guy the prison was like he said he's good bro like he's not gonna kill any more kids so like cut him some slack you know it's probably fine right so yeah he was released on parole in april of 1987 he didn't have a very easy time getting back out into the world. Everyone in the area knew who he was and what he had done slash confessed to doing. So nobody wanted him in the area. So he had a difficulty finding a place to live, let alone a job. Like he tried moving to different nearby areas, but no matter where he went, people still knew who he was and what he'd done. So he started getting super frustrated with the whole situation, which like good, you shouldn't have it easy. You're a garbage right. human. But he got frustrated and he went and whined to his parole officers and was like, it's just not fair. Like, I can't find a place to live. I can't find a job. Everyone's just being so mean to me because just because I murdered two, I Mm -hmm. mean, one small child, you know. So somehow, I don't know how because this is ridiculous, but somehow in June of 1987, his parole officers basically smuggled Arthur into Rochester, New York and did not notify local authorities that he was moving there. And his criminal record was sealed. So it was no longer available to law enforcement agencies. That is illegal. Okay. So if anyone was to look up his name in like their database, instead of pulling up his criminal record and all the shit that he'd done, just nothing would come up. It was just sealed. That is illegal. Yeah. The
0: only way that something would be sealed like that is if like they were put in prison falsely and they are I mean, working to
1: expunge the record. So it was basically just like he had a clean slate and could just start fresh and go on live a normal. I mean, there's if, there's other ways that it could, right. be, but that to me
0: is like the way they handled that is illegal. They also
1: he's not supposed to leave right the and area if, and if he is granted like, you, you, you have to get you like, have to like have a new parole officer in the new area and not just that but you have to like there's a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. a lot of paperwork
0: before you can move that has to be signed off by judges and right yeah like the legal system all of it like the fact that oh i
1: hope that parole officer got fired seriously so arthur goes back to living a normal peaceful life without having to check in with the police um it was like nothing had ever happened during this time he started working small odd jobs he got a girlfriend, um, but their relationship got pretty rocky pretty quickly, most likely because he was a piece of shit, you know? So, what do you do when you're in a relationship and you start having problems? Well, I'll tell you what you don't do. You don't do what you don't Arthur kill did. Him. Well, that's true, but that's not what he did. So, what Arthur did was he began to pick up sex workers multiple nights a week. So, he became a regular in the area, and a lot of the local sex workers came to know who he was. And surprise, surprise, not even a full year later, his terrible murderous ways returned. I know it's shocking because he was like rehabilitated, right? He's a good guy now. But he he went back to murdering people, guys. Big surprise. Um, In March of 1988, local authorities discovered the body of 27-year-old sex worker Dorothy Blackburn. Her body was floating in the Genesee River. Once she was removed from the river, it was clear that she had strangulation marks on her neck. And it was also noted that she had several bite marks in her genital area. What is his obsession I don't with? Oh, dude's fucked. He's fucked. Okay. So since there was little to no evidence and no witnesses, this case remained opened and unsolved for over a year.
0: And also, that's how they caught Ted Bundy. So how come they right. didn't? Teeth.
1: Bite <laughs> marks. How how come they didn't like use that? I mean, they as... must not. I I don't know why they wouldn't have his teeth is dental imprints like his t- dental stuff in the system well because his records they- were sealed like you couldn't pull up anything on him so even if they <laughs> tried to match it they, they wouldn't have been able to <laughs> right <laughs> in september of 1988 28 year old sex worker anna marie Steffen was found murdered after having been reported missing two months earlier anna marie had been assaulted and drowned in the river and there were bite marks on her body Again, there were no witnesses or any real evidence to lead investigators anywhere. So, and I guess po- he
0: wouldn't have been a suspect anyways because he was known for killing children at first,
1: right? And in this area, he wasn't known for doing anything. So, um, at this point, they weren't even connecting the murders because all they had was two dead sex workers that happened to be in right. the same general area. So, nothing was really connecting the murders in their mind. And then, just one month later, the body of fifty-nine-year-old homeless woman dorothy keeler was discovered now obviously this discovery didn't help investigators with their like lack of connection between the victims but they caught a slight break in that department when just six days later the body of 25 year old sex worker patricia patty ives was discovered patty and dorothy were both found in the same area of the genesee river within the same week and both women had strangulation marks on their necks so they're like, okay, this this is super similar. Maybe maybe we should look into both of these as, as connected. So mm-hmm. the press caught wind of this information, and they did that annoying thing that the press does where they're like, oh, there's a serial killer on the noose. Like, there's all these murders. Uh, where
0: they, like, release all this stuff so that the whole freaking place starts panicking.
1: Right. And and, mm-hmm. and they did that stupid thing where they give him an annoying-ass nickname. So they dubbed him the Guinness oh, Killer. Yeah. Not to be re- confused with Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. This one's the Guinness sea River. So police were like, we got to get on this. We need to stop this guy before he kills again. They warned sex, sex areas. So they warned sex workers in the area to be (laughs) on high alert. They were like, y'all just need to be super careful. There's a murderer in the area and he's basically just targeting y'all. So yeah, look out. Um, They started doing background checks for local felons with violent crimes. So they could look into all of them and try to figure out who this guy was. Which is awesome, like that's something they should be doing. But
0: which the problem going to be this,
1: hard because you're in the right. city. Well, the problem with this is that Arthur's stupid ass parole officers had sealed his record. Well, that too. But I'm
0: saying that's still hard to look into all of those. Right, but like in that in, the city, but... in that
1: nearby area, they were just starting there. They had to start somewhere.
0: Right. And but... yes, agreed. He, yes, his record was sealed, which record is so fucking sealed. stupid. So he didn't. I really do off. hope that parole officer
1: got fired. Yeah, I know that's. Awful. I hope so too, but also i don't think we find out <laughs> so over the next 3 months eight more women ranging from the ages of 20 to 33 would be discovered dead in the same area several had died of asphyxiation and their genitals had been mutilated or removed um one victim was found with leaves stuffed down her throat similar to karen with the mud yep. and leaves and stuff on thanksgiving day the body of 30 year old june stotts was discovered This one was pretty rough, so warning everyone: her torso had been slit from her throat down to her genitals, almost mimicking the way like a hunter would like cut an animal, like a deer Mm -hmm. or something, when they're going to like. All I can
0: think of is Ed Gein.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She had been suffocated and then sodomized post mortem, and it was also determined that someone, most likely whoever had murdered her, had been returning to the body several weeks after she was murdered and cutting out little pieces here and there most likely consuming small amounts of the decomposing body at the time yeah so it's been argued that the detectives investigating this case relied way too much on the mo of the victim's killer causing them to initially not connect a bunch of these murders because there were small differences in each of the profiles of each victim He wasn't like your typical just stick the same M.O. type of killer. So since detectives were coming up with nothing but dead ends, they decided to question local sex workers. They were like, hey, so you may have heard that a bunch of you guys are getting murdered. So (laughs) um, can you maybe help us out? Because we have absolutely zero leads, like anything that you can give us that can help us. So they asked if there was any regular clients that came off as like aggressive. And the sex workers were like. Yeah, we don't really get to know our clients that much. They probably aren't even giving us their real names. But detectives were told by several women that a man named either Mitch or Mike tended to get pretty angry and violent with the girls. They said that this Mitch or Mike character was super intimidating and detectives were like, okay, this could be promising. We should definitely look into this guy. But they still weren't really getting anywhere. So finally, they decided... We've got all these people these numbers of these bodies are like just adding and adding and adding way maybe we should get the fbi involved so you no. know after, because really? you know, we've just had like 12 bodies in the past few months you know so the fbi was like hold my beer and watch this and they put together a profile of the suspect so they believed he was a white male in his 20s to 30s they said he had to have been very familiar with the area they believed he most likely had a previous criminal record consisting of mostly sexual offenses, but was able to hide this well. Like they said, he didn't come off as a criminal. He would be super approachable. Um, he'd make the, the victims feel comfortable enough that they would like enter his vehicle without questioning their safety or any of that. They believed he walked around unnoticed by most, appearing super normal and not standing out in any way. And they also thought that at least some of the victims may have been killed out of rage since there was no evidence of, like, overt sexual assault. They believe that this indicated that he may have been impotent and could have snapped after being unable to perform. They also believe that based on the injuries inflicted on June, the killer was becoming more and more comfortable around corpses and was most likely returning to the scene to relive the attack. So on November 27th, the body of 29 year old sex worker elizabeth gibson was found after asking around police were told that shortly before her disappearance she was last seen with mitch they're like okay great we know it's got to be this mitch guy Mm. the only problem with that was that is that's not his name (laughs) right there's no mitch around like there's not a mitch so this was clearly an alias that the killer was using with these sex workers he just wasn't giving his real name so they're Which, not getting any. I'm not with that. gonna
0: lie, for somebody with a low IQ, that's pretty smart. That's pretty
1: smart, right. So over the next few weeks, three more sex workers were reported missing: 32-year-old Darlene Trippy, 34-year-old June Cicero, and 28-year-old Felicia Stevens. On the morning of New Year's Eve, a pair of jeans were found near the river. In the pocket of the jeans was an ID card belonging to Felicia Stevens. So That's bad news. They know something good's not happened to Felicia. So they began searching the area. um, But the search got complicated by snowy weather. So they had to kind of like back off. Oh, no. Right. Two days later, they were able to get a helicopter in the air to do like an aerial search of the area. And this is when they spotted what appeared to be the naked body of a woman under a bridge. This body was later identified as missing sex worker June Cicero. So not Felicia but in the same area that her stuff was found.
0: Also, why are they not, like... Just stay in this area. Thank you. (laughs) Why are they not, like, keeping people posted, like, police posted at the river? (laughs) Right, just just go sit by the river.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, clearly that's where he is taking his victims. Right, but I think also that it's a very large... Like, he's not going to the exact same spot at the river. I don't care. There's different bridges and stuff, but yeah, no, just... (laughs) Just hang out at those bridges. Like, everybody stay at a bridge for a minute. (laughs) Like, (laughs) for real. (laughs) So, while the helicopter was still there doing its aerial search, um, they noticed a van on the bridge that the body was under. So, they noticed this naked woman's body. They noticed a bridge with a van on it above the body. Mm -hmm. Standing beside the van was a gross-ass man that was either urinating or masturbating. They couldn't tell from where they were. Okay. He then gets into the van and drives off. And the helicopter unit was like, well, that was suspicious. So they alerted patrol cars in the area. Hey, there's this nasty ass man in a van that's super suspicious. Y'all find him. (laughs) So his van was spotted and followed to a nursing home where they pulled him over. Now police confronted him after running the tags on the vehicle and realizing that it was registered under a woman's name. Who turned out to be Arthur's girlfriend? So they were like license and registration. And Arthur was like, "Oh, I don't actually have a license. I've just been driving around without one." Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's just put you <laughs> in some handcuffs <laughs> Come this way, sir. They're, they're hey. like, they're like, "Okay, hey, thanks for your honesty, I guess." Like, <laughs> yeah, but you're arrested. <laughs> why don't you have a driver's license though? Like, what's your name? so he identified himself as arthur Shawcross, and was like look i don't want any trouble here i've already served my time i was released a cured man and they're like what the fuck are you talking about
0: Uh, you definitely arrested (laughs) (laughs) like you just get more and more (laughs) suspicious there bro
1: (laughs) he was like oh i thought you were stopping me because i was the man responsible for the watertown child murders that's why i don't have a license because manslaughter and police were like, the fuck? Like, what? Let's just hear your life story, sir. Right. And he's
0: like, no. I'm actually interested.
1: They're like, no, we were just stopping you because you're doing some shady shit over a dead woman's body. So let's take you in for questioning. But now it sounds like you, you were the reason. for right. There
0: Arthur. being a dead woman.
1: And Arthur was like, oh, wow. Like, I could see how that would look suspicious to you that there was a body right there where I was peeing. But, like, that was just a super unfortunate coincidence. Like, Oh, so you saw the body and decided (laughs) to still pee? (laughs) It's like I'm actually a Vietnam soldier with a lot of accomplishments that I will now try to brag about to you because I'm a gross human. But that doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. They're like, no, stop. Stop right now. The next morning after all this happens, Felicia Stevens' body was discovered by a hunter near the spot that June's body was found under the bridge.
0: So how do they not notice two bodies then?
1: I mean, it wasn't like right beside it. It was just like. Near. Oh, okay. Um, I was like.
0: Just kind of like, in the again, same area. The police
1: work here. Right. <laughs> you know, there's several missing women. Maybe just kind of give it a sweep. <laughs> the area. Um, so I mean... now Right. So now they have two sex workers bodies found in the same area that this known murderer was just doing some shady shit. So police were at first they were unsure whether or not arthur was the man responsible for these murders because his criminal history was as like a pedophile and usually pedophiles stick with child victims
0: except he did promise
1: when he was getting released he would not kill another child he did he did so and we know he's a man of his word Mm -hmm. um But they were Sorry, pretty sure that. that they got their guy when several sex workers identified Arthur as Mitch. They're Mitch. like, that's fucking Mitch! <laughs> Mitch! <laughs> <laughs> Authorities were like, well, why the hell didn't this guy come up in our search of, like, local criminals? Like, this is exactly what we were looking for. This is when they found out that Arthur's record had been sealed. Also, again, I hope that parole officer right. was, like, notified and said,
0: yeah, we're gonna have to let you go. <laughs> you're gonna
1: have to move on
0: you will no longer be allowed to work in any government right position moving
1: forward please turn on your badge and your gun right now now with his first murders in watertown arthur immediately confessed when he was questioned this time he wasn't talking he was like nope wasn't me you can't prove it so they brought his girlfriend, Clara Neal, in for questioning. And when she came into the station, they were shocked to see that she was wearing some jewelry. That was... No. I was like, I worded that weird because they weren't shocked that she was wearing jewelry. They were shocked because they recognized the jewelry that she was wearing from a picture they had of one of the victims who was wearing the exact same jewelry.
0: Oh, my God. I would feel so sick to my stomach. hmm
1: So, she, yeah. Yeah. They're like well, that's some nice jewelry you got there. Where'd you get it? And she was like, Arthur gave it to me. And they were like, cool, cool. Excuse me. I just need to go ask him something real quick. So they went be to like, Arthur. can I see that for a minute? <laughs> right, can, can you just hand over that evidence, please? So they went to <laughs> Arthur and they were like, hey, so we just talked to Clara and we noticed the strangest thing. And they pulled out a picture of the victim wearing the jewelry. And they said that she was wearing the same exact jewelry. Isn't that crazy? So it looks like we were wrong. It wasn't you after all. It looks like we're going to have to arrest Clara instead. Like, clearly she did this. And Arthur was like, okay, you got it. You got me. I killed those women. Like, it wasn't her. So he uh, I'm actually shocked that he wasn't like, right? I okay. wish I would have known. <laughs> okay. Right. Because I could have totally seen him. He could have totally just been like, yep, it was her. Let me go. A hundred percent. So then, he he confessed to them, and then he began to go into detail about each murder, and even led investigators to the bodies of Marie Welch and Darlene Trippy, like they hadn't even found them yet. Mm. Then the excuses start coming. He had to kill these women because, like, self defense, you know. How and, is it
0: self defense for that many
1: right women? Well, he said that, like, for example, Elizabeth Gibson. She had tried to steal his wallet, so he had to kill her. And he said he killed another woman because she made too much noise during sex. She's just too fucking loud. I don't know how he thinks that's self-defense, but okay. I was like, but, wait a minute, where does that fall into self-defense? Okay. Right. He then went on to admit that he did, sometimes but not all the time, return to the victim's bodies, sometimes weeks later, to eat pieces of their skin and genitals. But only sometimes. Not all the time. Yeah. He also admitted that he would transport victims in his car after killing them to wherever he dumped them by just sitting them in the front seat beside him and, like, strapping them in with a bungee cord. Cool. cool, cool. How did he not get pulled over? Okay, because we know what kind of work these officers do in this town. But, I mean, like, did nobody see him driving with this? I'm I'm assuming people would just think that this person is sleeping or something if they drove by and saw somebody sit in the passenger seat. You know, strapped in with bungee cords. I don't know. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. So eventually, Arthur was tied to all but one of these killings. He denied killing Kimberly Logan. She was the victim that had been found with the leaves stuffed down her throat in the exact same way that, like, Karen, the second child victim, had yeah. been found. Um, by the end of it all, a court stenographer had typed out a 79 page long confession. Like, that's how much he confessed about it
0: that's long
1: (laughs) a lot yeah also he told so many stories and lied that who knows how much of that is even anything in november of 1990 he was tried for 10 murders that occurred in monroe county so there were 12 victims in all but elizabeth gibson she was found just outside of monroe monroe county in wayne county so they couldn't charge her for those for that murder during that trial and then the other one was um kimberly logan the one that he denied killing at all So his defense team tried to build a case based on an insanity plea. They cited various factors, such as his upbringing and post-traumatic stress. They also said that he had a cyst on his brain and a rare genetic defect that could have been the cause of him murdering people.
0: I just don't understand why people try to make so many excuses for serial killers.
1: Yeah. His, His defense team had a psychiatrist testify that he suffered from disasso- disassociative identity disorder, PTSD, antisocial personality disorder, and possible child abuse as a child. The psychiatrist was like, a lot of this stems from his service in Vietnam Nam, and the gruesome things he had to do there led him to cannibalism. No. No. Now, to this, profiler Robert Ressler just called bullshit. He was like, um, except that it's been proven that he lied about all of those kinds of things during his service there. And jurors were shown videos of Arthur being interviewed by the defense psychiatrist, you know, to prove that he was, in fact, mentally insane. And in these videos, Arthur claimed that he was possessed by the reincarnated spirit of a 13th century English cannibal named Ares. <laughs> yeah. that that's That's what he's saying okay he said that Ares was the one making him dine on human flesh so obviously that wasn't his fault um he also blamed his mother for the killings saying that he often heard his mother's voice and she was the one that ordered him to kill these women so it really wasn't his fault and everyone was like no or or as my my kids would say that's an excellent cat sir <laughs> 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 And after 13 weeks of trial, Arthur was declared sane and found guilty on 10 counts of second degree murder. He was sentenced to 250 years to life in prison for the Monroe County killings. Now, a few months later, he was taken to Wayne County to be tried for Elizabeth Gibson's murder. That one, he just just pled guilty to murder straight up and was given a life sentence. He was like, I'm not doing this again. I killed her. He was held at the Sullivan Correctional Facility in Fallsburg, New York. And on the afternoon of November 10th, 2008, 63-year-old Arthur began complaining of a pain in his leg. He was taken to Albany Medical Center, where he suddenly went into cardiac arrest and died. So, that good goes, riddance. Good riddance and goodbye, and that's the case of Arthur Shawcross geez so so much shady shit so much bad police work so much just terrible lying and not being good at it it's just a lot of it's just a lot (laughs) it's a lot this is just a lot so that was that on that (laughs) okay (laughs) i am so sleepy from that benadryl Oh, and there's gonna be so much editing because i can apparently i cannot talk when i'm benadryl but you know what my arm feels a little better so
0: okay so follow <laughs> us on all the stuff
1: <laughs> follow us on all the stuff um go to our website com. go to our facey space our instagram send us requests say hello what's up what's <laughs> coming? Yeah. Go take a nap. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to be awkward. I've been awkward the entire time.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.
1: Damn it. I got to take this off. I forgot how to pronounce this.
0: And I will not say it it on here because (laughs) I feel as though we might have some local listeners that may know (laughs) when I say the name. So I don't want to say it. I just feel like it shouldn't be a name. I'm going to say it to you just because you're going to take it out. But that poor
1: kid. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. (laughs) I
0: forgot about that. It's like that poor, poor baby.
1: Yes. Um, but all of his marriages ended, ended in divorce due to his angry and violent ten- tendencies. oh my god, I can't say words so Karen had ju- had bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Karen had just been visiting the waterford the waterford watertown isn't it watertown yeah I have Waterford and I'm pretty sure it's watertown yeah watertown okay so Karen had just been visiting the Watertown area with her mother for the Labor Day weekend. Why do I keep adding Bella in front of words? I didn't type that. I just said it. <laughs> Karen had just been. Oh my, God. my words. My words don't work. Let's try it for the seventh time. <laughs> Let's try it. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Whatever. In October of um, 1972, he ends up taking a plea ble- bargain. A plea bargain. And pled guilty to first-degree manslaughter. Oh my god, I'm okay. We can do this. Freaking a, running out of time. <laughs> I'm gonna finish this paragraph. We're gonna end it. I'm gonna start a new one. I'm gonna be back. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be one edited. This is motherfucking... awful. <laughs> okay, it's so bad. Okay,
0: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pause. So go back to that.
1: Because okay. Gunnar is about to walk through this door. Oh, okay. He's going <laughs> to walk through that motherfucking door like a, like the Kool-Aid man. He's going to bust in and go, oh yeah. Because he hasn't been home. I'm on page 10 and there's only 13, I think. So it shouldn't be much longer at all. Okay. As long as I can fucking read, which I can't. They're
0: going, they're going upstairs.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll wait till the footsteps stop.
0: <laughs> I was like, they're very loud. <laughs> 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 you shut your whore mouth.